I'm glad I'm at the altar right now. I sure like the Holy Spirit today. I always do, but I really like him today in the now. A recent study has found that women who carry a little weight live longer than men who mention it. There's this funny sign. The sign said, uh, sign said I, I don't want to brag, but I can still fit into the earrings that I wore in high school. Here's some things that, here's a thing, here's some things that as a child I asked my mom. Actually, not me. My kids asked their mom. They said, uh, where's my phone? Where's the remote? What's for dinner? Why can't animals talk? Charity had one this week with her five-year-old or her three-year-old on which one. It said, would you hold... My slug lemon. My slug lemon. And there was a picture of a lemon with two slugs crawling on it. She said, I never thought I would be asked that question. Will you hold my slug lemon? Okay. Things I asked my mom. Where's my phone? Where's the remote? What's for dinner? Why can't animals talk? Where's my slug lemon? Things I asked my dad. Where's mom? People cheating on their taxes disgust me. This is not the kind of world I want to raise my 23 dependents in. (laughs) Okay. I love how the Holy Spirit works. I love miracles. I love the supernatural. I love the resurrection of Jesus and his presence. I will never leave you or forsake you. Behold, I am with you always. I love it that Jesus said, the Father's in me and I'm in the Father and the Father himself loves you. And that Jeremiah the prophet said, I have, behold, look at it. I love you with an everlasting love. And uh, John says, uh, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we are called the children of God. I mean, these kinds of things rock our worlds. And I love it how God gives people his love experientially, sometimes before they even get fully right with him. Yesterday, out uh, with our uh, USA outreach, we had, I think, six, uh, six churches in five cities this time, all across America. And there's 41 salvation prayers in cities, including 25 in Los Angeles, which is kind of cool. But in Medford, the team I was with, Sonia and Lynn and, and I, we ended up, I, I'd have different opening questions for people, just depending on how the Holy Spirit leads. I have these different opening questions in approaching people. And I took this one out of my toolbox and asked the question to this young man. We see a lot of miracles when we pray for families, concerns for families. Do you have anyone in your family that needs a miracle, that needs help right now? We could pray a short prayer for. And the guy says, me. Me. Because I have a, I'm, I'm 
wanting to come off drugs. And as we ministered to him, prayed for him, recommitted his life to Christ, but our team put our hands on his shoulder on his shoulder and just prayed the Holy Spirit on him. Sonia prayed for the Holy Spirit to come on him. And I could tell all of a sudden this big smile on his face. His eyes were closed tight. Big smile on his face. And I asked him, what, what are you experiencing right now? He said, I know my, my eyes are closed tight, but all I see is this bright, glorious light. This bright light. Brilliant light. And... Holy Spirit just visibly was ministering to him and he was actually seeing the glory of heaven with his eyes closed. And it just made me appreciate Jesus for being so generous. The goodness of God leads people to repentance. And I think that this is going on with this. This is one, one example of some cool things that, that happened out there with our monthly outreach. I want to talk with you today about um, the subject, that amazing ministry track. And what I mean by ministry track is that as he is, so are we in this world. We get to do all that Jesus did as the need arises. We get to do and ought to, in faith, childlike faith, press into all that Jesus did because he said you'll do even greater things than this. But it's also true that we find ourselves in the course of life gravitating towards a certain ministry cluster or gift cluster. And I would call that a ministry track. That's our track. And it's imperative that we understand that we have Ministry callings it might be one or two or three. I find myself, I love prophesying. I love praying, healing for people. But I, I, I actually tried to be an apostle for a while. It wasn't a good fit for me. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah that you'll, you'll hear, uh, when you turn to the right or the left, you'll hear a voice behind you say, no, this, this is the way, walk in it. And sometimes you don't know what your place is until you try something. I mean, I tried to be in a choir once. That, that didn't work either. And uh, so in the course of life, the peace of Christ, uh, Paul says that the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, in your heart. And sometimes you try different things, try different things that you think God might be leading you into. And he closes the door. Like one time Paul said, I'm gonna, he said, I tried to go into, uh, into Bithynia, but the Spirit of God wouldn't let me. Tried to go into Asia. The Spirit of God wouldn't let me. He went to Asia later. But then he ended up in uh, um, Troas and he had a God dream that said, man from Macedonia, come on over and help us in Europe. We need the gospel in Europe. So they went over there and the gospel came to Europe in a powerful way. That was the leading and, and, and will of God. Well, It's really important. It's not like a something that is a op- an option for people that are especially dedicated or something. I must, as a spiritual servant leader in this place, this house, give us all a warning that the parable of the talents, Jesus graciously gives us a warning that's important that we understand what our talents, our gifts are, our callings are, 
and give ourselves to that track uh, to invest, to see increase in those areas. And if we just bury that talent, our spiritual gift muscles will atrophy and not be strengthened and increase for the benefit of the harvest in the kingdom. I find myself, as I mentioned, trying different areas of ministry, different things, and really feel the most peace in being a teacher, pastor, and evangelist. And I, that's my track. And I want to tell you, I, I love what uh, Peter Young up at the, the Leaders Conference of the Bethel Leaders Network for the Pacific Northwest up in McMinnville a couple weeks ago. He said, find your ministry track to all the leaders there, about 100 leaders. He said, find your ministry track, give yourself mostly to that, and delegate the rest. Not that the other things aren't important that we are to delegate, but that it functions best for the whole family, the whole spiritual family, if people that are most gifted in that track for them are fully celebrating their joyous ministry in those areas. And as far as time is concerned, doesn't mean that it's less than for sure. It, all it means is that we all align with our talents and in the long run, we hear that phrase from Jesus, well done, good and faithful servant, enter thou to the joy of the Lord. So there's a solemn, uh, it's not that Jesus is being mean to us, he's kind to give us the warning. I mean, one of the chief motivators for evangelism for me was a dream I had. Very vivid dream of Jesus coming back and my dominant thought was, oh my gosh, it's, it was all real. This is all real, and I, I should have told more people. And this was, as, this was God saying, Dan, you're out of your evangelism track. It's really important that you get back on it. It's important for your future. And uh, don't gift project. I've discovered that people with a mercy gift sometimes, a mercy calling, sometimes are angry with people that aren't as merciful as they are. Get judgmental towards people that aren't as merciful as they are. I've seen evangelists say, shame on you, you ought to be out winning souls every day like I am. My brothers and sisters, these things ought not to be. This ought not to be. You have an anointing for intercession. This is your job. You do more for the harvest as an intercessor than you would be trying to do what I do out in the street. We all have our talents. So there's a solemn warning involved in it. But it's an amazing ministry track custom made for you. Now I just want to rewind because we are looking at Ephesians 4, the fivefold ministry. And what, what we mean by fivefold ministry is that leaders, leaders don't necessarily function as a fivefold, it, with all as an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher altogether. There are occasions when we must step up and embrace that role, and the Lord blesses and anoints that. But I get a little hesitant. I get a little bit, I don't know if I should say chagrined. Maybe I shouldn't use that word. But I did hear a story of a guy that really thought of himself as an apostle, prophet, and evangelist, and he had someone put on his door, A-P-E. Uh, probably appropriate. (laughs) 
Well, anyway, just to rewind, today, catalyzed by your five-fold ministry servants, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in our midst, Jesus is taking you into a very full and healthy experience of his good shepherd personhood. Talked about that last time, that when we talk about revival, we're not talking about some kind of level of burnout where you don't have time for anything else, exercise, eating right, family, marriage, grandchildren, vacations, hobbies. We're not talking about giving ourselves so full to some kind of uh, experience of revival. I mean, there was 400 people in the church at Toronto when that revival broke out. And two years later, of those 400, only 50 were left, even though the revival continued. I want to suggest to you that revival is best embodied by looking at the resurrected Jesus Christ and his abundant life that he lived in and the fact that we are in him and he wants us to have a good, strong mental health and spiritual and emotional health experience as part and parcel of what it means to, to be in revival. So we get to do all the God stuff and have people get saved and have people experience the supernatural, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit fully, anything that you might define traditionally as revival but also to realize that part and parcel of that is fundamentally and foundationally good mental health, a happiness, a, a, a corresponding joy that's outside and inside at the same time. Let's look at the verse. Ephesians four eleven to 13. Jesus himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. These are equipping leadership ministries. Why? For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Hooray, we're edified. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, not doctrinal agreement on every subject in doctrine, Unity of childlike faith, mentioned this last time, and of the knowledge, that is cognitive knowledge and experiential knowledge, hooray for experiencing Jesus, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, wholeness, happiness, holistic approach to life, body, soul, and spirit, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. As he is or so so are we in this world. Linked with him, we get to experience resurrection Jesus life. It is a great happiness to have this in our personal journeys. God is causing us to grow to Christ and from Christ. That's verse 15 and 16. Have a look at it yourself. Not right now, but sometime soon. He's causing us to grow to Christ and he's causing us to grow from Christ. We are totally Jesus people. We mentioned this cartoon last time. You've changed. Well, we're supposed to. (laughs) And Jesus highlights certain things he's changing in us and we cooperate with that changing and it's a good thing. Although it's in our flesh, it's not always... Something we easily cooperate. Here's a, and it could be something simple as Jesus said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. 
Jesus said, be of good cheer to his disciples three different times. Do you think he might have meant it? In the mouth of two or three witnesses, something is established. How about just be of good cheer as a Jesus change for us? Here's a couple at church. Pastor wants us to smile in church. You know how I hate to try new things. Might be as simple as being more cheerful. Not thinking of anybody, so relax. I looked at you just now, means nothing. In Ephesians 4, Paul highlights a specific area of change, and that area is courage. Courage for the work of your personal ministry track. Courage is a key component to press into your talent or talents. Your ministry track courage is the secret to seeing growth in your ministry track. So here's my first talking point after that long introduction today. Today, catalyzed by your fivefold ministry servants, Jesus is taking you into exciting new expressions of courage for your personal work of the ministry. This is the secret to being having an electrifying, city-transforming change in our culture at large, in the seven mountains of culture. Huge, huge change can occur when we step into and grow in courage in our own personal ministry track. For instance... In Ephesus, the description of the revival in Ephesus is described by Luke in Acts 19, verse 1 through 10. In verse 1, the Apostle Paul just visits a men's Bible study and gets them baptized in the Holy Spirit. Just 12 12 men. Ten verses later, the phrase is, All of Oregon heard the word of the Lord. I mean, Asia. All of Asia heard the word of the Lord. Everybody. Ten verses. Two years. Somehow, the church has got outside the four walls of the building. And it's an electrifying... It's the same thing happened in the revival at uh, Thessalonica. Paul says regarding them, Hey, you guys, six months later, he writes them a letter. When he got, gets down to uh, Corinth, 200 miles to the south, starts preaching there, everybody is talking about the revival back in Thessalonica. And Paul says, when he writes the letter, sits down and writes him a letter, he says, the gospel rang out from you. Supernatural ringing. Courage. Story true story of Alexander the Great was always trying to inspire courage in his soldiers. He embodied a lot of courage himself. One time, one of his soldiers uh, ran from battle. He was brought before Alexander. Turns out this soldier that ran away, his name was Alexander. (laughs) He was afraid standing before the general And Alexander looks at him and he says, So what's your name? Alexander. What is your name? Alexander, sir. 
What is your name? Sir, my name is Alexander. Young man, either change your behavior or change your name. God approaches us with honey and vinegar. You got talents? Best to invest them. It's a solemn warning there. But also, he's enticing us with honey. He wants us to know, hey, you can, you can grow in courage in increments. I, I'm working with you here. Ministry courage is in our blood. And the fivefold ministry leadership uh, calls courage out like I'm doing today, but all of us do. Miguel calls people out as an apostle. Marty does as an apostle. Chris Overstreet's going to be here next month with us. He'll call, he's an apostle uh, type from Bethel Redding. Has a gift of establishing. He's going to, he's going to challenge us, invite us, call us out. Going to be a lot of inviting and it's going to be not pushing, but inviting. So God, God does both. It's a calling out though. The, the way I put it is, Ministry courage is in our blood. Fivefold ministry leadership calls courage out. And the Greek word for church, ecclesia, called out. <laughs> hey, let's go. It's one of the things I pray for in my prayer for you. Eight things I pray for you every week. One of the things I pray that God will call you out and clarify your talents, your gifts, that you will fully experience and express them because I know the whole body will be edified if you do that. You'll be, your socks will be so blessed. I mean, you'll, you'll be, God will bless your socks off is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Where'd that teaching anointing go? I left for a second there. Give me that. <laughs> yeah. Here's one way of knowing what your gifts is. C. Peter Wagner's gift uh, assessment book. We just have a few left in the bookstore, but you can order it only $5 or so on Amazon. Great tool. I want to say that sometimes people think of, they get prophecies over themselves. People prophesy for them to go to the nations and they prophesy all these huge things and these great accomplishing things that you're going to do and all these books you're going to write and all this things having to do with achievement. I tell you what, I'm in a place right now where, you know, I take all that with a grain of salt because I know that God has called us to believe him for amazing things for our future. But I also know that he's called us. He's, Paul said, whatever state I'm in, I've, I've learned to be content. And I personally feel like it's a lot healthier to not think in terms of praying prophecies over ourselves and contending for great accomplishments uh, I think it's a lot healthier mentally and emotionally to think in terms of identifying what your gift callings are and just giving some time to it, those gift callings to celebrate them. And that's a real healthy net result. It feels good. just feels good in God. It puts a big smile on your heart to know what your gifts are, your callings are. Like if you're called to, you feel a real joy and healing the sick instead of thinking man I'm going to read Mariah Woodworth Edder uh, and I know I'm going to be just like her in terms of her great accomplishments with healing 
or Catherine Coleman. I mean, those kinds of things, those kinds of testimonies can be exciting, but they can also produce a frustration in you when you don't see that level of response. Or maybe some of you have read, uh, read Reese Howell Intercessor. And, well, good for you. Press into it. I mean, if it's working for you, have at it. But I also like to say, I read it, and I, I, all it did is made me feel bad, guilty, and like a failure. <laughs> I read it when I was 18 years old, and man, it, it did a lot of damage. <laughs> I, couldn't, I, didn't, I couldn't find myself doing that, what he did. Why? I was outside my ministry track. I hadn't discovered what my track was yet fully. So anyway. Growth can be in increments. Consider Moses. He'd already been on Social Security for 15 years when he saw the burning bush. He saw the bush. It says he turned aside to see it. He did not yield to the temptation of sometimes hits an 80-year-old or plus that says, I'm just not to engage. I'm just going to coast the rest of the way. It says he turned aside to, to engage this miraculous manifestation of God. And what God told him to, God called him to just to do one thing. Just go tell my people this. Go show them this. What's that in your hand? It's a rod. Throw it down. Oh, it's a snake. Boy, had, but you know, he was so himself focused, so centered on himself. I, th- I think it's rather amusing when he says to God in the course of that conversation, you know what? I have. I don't know if I'm the right person for this job because I have never been a good speaker before you started talking to me a few minutes ago and I haven't improved since you started talking to me, he says. Read it, it's right there. I have not got any better. I still can't talk very well. Just being honest with God about that. But God, God works with him. He's not calling for certain... Uh, he's calling for availability, and there it is, not, not ability. He's calling for availability. Four times in, in uh, Joshua chapter 1, God says to Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Why? Because Joshua had areas of ministry to explore out of his comfort zone that God was calling him to require courage. He had to get after it. Think of David. He didn't, he didn't beat up Goliath. He didn't go from zero to 60 in two seconds. He killed a bear and a lion first. He had, he had certain courage increments that were required of him. And then after Goliath, it even got worse. He had 15 years being chased by someone who would, the king who was trying to kill him for 15 years. That took courage, but it was in increments. Think of Peter walking on water. Would you agree with me that that was an increment, one step at a time? Yeah. And sometimes we look at Peter and we say, wow, you know, he should have kept his eyes on Jesus. I know if it would have been me, I would have kept my eyes on Jesus. I would have walked right on that water. So you might think that. You know, you risk something when you, when you have courage and step out of that boat, don't you? There's risk involved. But I want to tell you something, my friends. It's a lot better to be Peter... Stepping out on the water and messing up and having to have Jesus pull you to himself than to be the 11 disciples that didn't try. Stayed in the boat. 
However, because Peter obeyed, it says all 11 worshipped Jesus. Do you know that when you obey, encourage what God's leading you to, you're going to sponsor and trigger and catalyze worship in the rest of the family of God, new levels of worship? It's inevitable. It's 100% certain. Obedience sponsors and triggers amazing, cataclysmic, joyous, revival-level worship amongst us all. Increments. David Roper tells the story of sitting by a window, staring out through the fir and spruce trees to the mountains beyond, lost in thought. As he looked down, he saw a fox staring up at him, as still as stone. Days before, he'd seen this fox at the edge of the woods, looking nervously over her shoulder at him. So he went to the kitchen for an egg and rolled it toward the place he'd last seen the fox. And each day, he put another egg out on the lawn. And each day, the fox ventured out of the trees, picked it up, and darted back into the woods. Now, the fox had come to his door for the egg, convinced that he meant her no harm. Increments, my friends. God's not unreasonable. You don't have to have an unrealistic prophetic declaration put over you that you expect that somehow God's just going to Say, okay, you've arrived, baby, here you go. No, there's something you can do today. There's increments you can do today. Celebrate your gift rather than achieve something great. Jesus would much rather have you be good than great anyway. Jesus was anointed of the Holy Spirit, and he went around doing great. Jesus was anointed of the Holy Spirit, and he went around doing good, healing those that were oppressed of the devil. It's a great way to live. Great contentment. Still living in the supernatural. I promise you, it's health to your bones. Final little uh, quote from my daughter Charity. Last week, she says, uh, I just rode in an elevator even though I had nowhere to go. I went up and then I went back down. I pressed the button and my heart was racing as the doors closed. I did it because I'm claustrophobic and tight spaces terrify me and make me feel like I can't breathe. I did it because fear is contagious and it spreads into other areas of your life if you let it. When you give it any room, when you keep your world small and safe and fearful, comfortable, It only asks for more. But courage is also the kind of thing that seeps through the cracks of one part of your soul and shows up in places you never imagined it would. I found this to be true over and over again. Sometimes when I'm feeling anxious, I go find something that scares me, even if it's small. So, the quote. Here's a quote. To conclude, so be strong today. Choose courage. Press that elevator button and see what happens. Andrew and friends have some words of knowledge for us today for healing at the altar. Healing and ministry. What's God up to today?
All right, how's everybody doing today? So I, I quickly put this team together today. So this is all Holy Spirit stuff. This is like, like on a whim, Holy Spirit stuff. Okay, so we're so just get ready to get blasted. So um, so I just um when I was praying and I've, this has been on my heart for a while now. Like like um and the scripture's been on my heart for a while. It's it's um when you when you release stuff on people, you want to come with a respect and a peacefulness and a love a love that Jesus had and i just i just if you feel like like you you really have a heart for evangelism i know this isn't like a regular one but if you really have a heart for evangelism and you want to know how to carry that love that Jesus's love into talking even to family members or anyone on the street if you want that come up and talk to me and i'll pray for you If you are in the midst of a storm right now and you don't know where God is, he's with you. So if you're in the middle of a storm right now and you want to know for sure that God is with you, I'll pray for you. I have anxiety and crowds. Agoraphobia. Uh, if you need help with backs, then uh, we'll just pray for you. Yeah. Come on, Ellie. Um, I can pray for you if you have headaches. Awesome. There we go. There we go. So these two are going to team up and be together when they're praying. Okay. Okay. They're going to team up so they don't feel overwhelmed. Okay. So if you want prayer from them, please come. Like, everybody come and get prayer from them. <laughs> All right, thanks. Let's stand up. Jesus said, you got to have the faith of a child to even see the kingdom of heaven. So we're glad that there's a, an anointing of faith on young people. They're not children, but... They're young, and that counts. Childlike faith, whatever you might need. Put your hand on your heart for right now. We look to you in Jesus' name for your blessing on us and revival being the full experience of the abundant life that you bought for us on the cross, Jesus. And we declare to ourselves and our oikos, our family, to down to the fifth generation for all of us, an amazing, supernatural, no limitations, happy as Larry, Jesus life. We bless ourselves with that, God. And thank you that as you are so generous, you want to give us that. And we take it by faith. Hallelujah. We declare over ourselves a clarification of our own uh, gift mix, our ministry track, that we would give ourselves to it in increments and see great courage released in our midst, in our homes, in our personal life journeys. Good mental health, good emotional health. Happy, happy, happy time. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you with a smile this week. Amen.